Are you interested in playing a bigger role in your own life? What is your mission in life? And what's standing in the way of your getting there? Welcome to Mission to Millions with Michelle McCullough. In our program, we will share life stories, ideas, and business insights that help you step into this bigger role and achieve your own success. Now, here is your host, Michelle McCullough. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Mission to Millions Radio. I am your host, Michelle McCullough a former rocket scientist, a life and business coach, speaker, and author, and I love helping my clients and the people that I meet to play a bigger game in life and to really step into their mission and make the difference they're here to make. And today I have Shane Stavens with me as our guest. He is an integrative nutrition and wellness coach who specializes in chronic health issues, inflammation, and food addiction, and... He also um, used to be a state trooper and work in the dietary supplement industry. And Shane actually brings a wealth of knowledge and experience that helps his clients in transformation in both body and mind by creating a balance of spirituality, mindset, and a healthy relationship with food and exercise. All important things when you're trying to create and live your mission in life. So Shane, welcome. So happy to have you with us here today. And yeah, Michelle, hi, thank Shane. you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, great. Well, Shane, um, you know, I know you started uh, your career as a state trooper, and you've now become an integrative nutrition and wellness coach. And I'm actually curious. That's actually quite a switch. So can you share with us, our listeners, a little bit how that switch came about? Yeah, I'd love to. And I get this question all the time. And it seems like kind of a strange path. And, you know, when I look back on my life, I often think of like, am I in the Wizard of Oz? Because I'm traveling down the brick road and in different points in my life, I've gathered my brain and I've gathered my courage and I've gathered my heart. And I'm finally up to my heart and I'm ready to meet with the, you know, to, to go back to Kansas. So I'm finally on the path. So I think I have to take you a little back before I was a trooper to really get a sense of what I'm talking about. Um, So when I was in grade school and high school, I was tortured and ridiculed as a kid for being fat and ugly. Mm. And I carried this with me for most of my life. Um, And so once I got into college, I'm like, well, I'm going to make this different. And so I started exercising um, specifically weightlifting. And so I got really interested in weightlifting through weightlifting dietary supplements. I always was looking to improve my body and do things, uh, you know, as well as I could through uh, supplementation. And so that basically drove me to going on to getting a master's degree in nutrition from the university of Utah. Um, and, that led me into doing research for a dietary supplement company. I, I worked for them for a number of years, and I was in charge of creating uh, the parts of their supplement line and working on the FDA compliance for them as well with that. And life circumstances then transitioned us to having to move to Colorado. Um, and it was actually during the, uh, the height of the financial bubble in 2008 
when we moved. So um, I had to take a job, not a career. Uh, and I did that. And it was a management position, but I hated it. It was a soul-sucking job for uh, four years. And that's sort of what pushed me into uh, working with the state patrol. Um, you know, when, any, when I was a little kid, if anybody asked me what I wanted to be, inevitably you'd hear something like, I want to be Spider-Man or I want to be the Dukes of Hazard or something like that. <laughs> so, I mean, in reality, I've always wanted to be a superhero. And I guess that's how I found myself in law enforcement is, you know, I, that was the closest thing in my mind to, you know, being a superhero. And I, I loved the job and it was great. And I learned a lot of stuff. Um, but there is a pretty negative uh, downside of being in law enforcement, which a lot of people can probably imagine. Uh, the job's unbelievably stressful. Uh, when you meet people, they don't necessarily want to be met. Uh, so that makes things hard. You know, mm-hmm. you're dealing with people at the lowest part of their day every day. And that really takes an emotional toll on you as a person because, you know, you just most of us got into doing that line of work because we wanted to help people. And it, it, it really, you know, has a significant emotional pull. Oh, wow. And yeah, I, I found that manifesting in me in a, a multitude of different ways, the stress building up. Um, I was on medication for high cholesterol. My cholesterol total was in the 400s. Um, I was on high blood pressure meds. Um, I was on antidepressants, and I'd been treated for ulcerative colitis. Um, I started actually having ulcerative colitis when I was working back in the dietary supplement industry. So I had that for about 10 years. And, I mean, I really, you know, looking back at some of the pictures and stuff that were taken of me when I was in law enforcement, I, re- I, I really looked like I was dying, um, bags under my eyes. And I just felt like crap all the time. And, um, you know, and I'd always been active, uh, weightlifting's always been an important thing to me. So I was still doing that. And that's a lot more than a lot of other people in law enforcement do, unfortunately, but I knew that I needed to do that for me. And I, I stayed in relatively good health because of that. Um, but I ended up herniating a disc in my back and some, my wife had some health challenges as well, so I was helping her with that. And after I herniated the disc in my back, I really started evaluating my life and seeing where I was going. And I had 25 more years before I could retire. And in police work, the, the carrot um, at the end of the stick or what you're chasing after is the retirement because the pay is okay, but it's not great. But the retirement's good. And I thought, well, what's my quality of life going to be in 20 or 25 years when I can collect my retirement? You know, if I'm having these problems five years into my career, even though I like the job, but it's super stressful, how am I going to be 20 or 25 years from now if I'm still alive? You know, I'll have cancer or heart disease or, or whatever. And so yeah, the average I, I life expectancy that. for a police officer is five years after retirement. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, wow. So, that's, you know, and it, it goes deeper than that. So I, I talked a little bit about the health challenges with 
with my wife. And so this was, this, her, her health issues, she had some chronic health issues, some inflammatory disease stuff uh, come up, and she was at risk for losing her, her lower legs, actually. And this is when I, I, I started the academy for the state patrol. And so it was like three years where she couldn't walk very well and she was having to have multiple surgeries to fix what was going on with her legs and her quality of life was really in the toilet. And I said, well, you know, I've got all this education in nutrition. Um, I'm a pretty well-read guy. I know how the human body works. I, I, I think I can figure this out, even though she'd been told from many doctors that, you know, she just had to deal with the pain and this was, you know, going to be her quality of life essentially. And she didn't want to accept that uh, as an answer and neither did I because it was affecting my quality of life. So um, I created this whole program for her to do related to food and supplementation. And soon after, she started feeling much better. Um, and now if... You know, if you saw my wife, you'd be uh, surprised to know that she even had any of those issues. She does aerial dance. She walks around totally normally. Um, and so it was an eye-opening transition. And the benefit that she has is I'm the one that does all the cooking and shopping. And well, you know, it's the, interesting. You know, so I was eating the food, too, you know. And you know, I referenced, you know, having high cholesterol and ulcerative colitis. And so I started eating this food and I noticed that I wasn't having symptoms anymore. I was starting to feel better. Well, Shane, this is really interesting, you know, because I actually have briefly met you and your wife and Mm -hmm. I would have never guessed that either of you had any of these issues. It's like you both seem so incredibly healthy and fit and you're doing such amazing things in the world. And actually, you know, like our show, this show is Mission to Millions. It's about empowering individuals to be able to step into their power, to live out loud, to make a difference they know they're here to make. You know, whether that doesn't matter whether it's just within their family, if it's on a much larger scale, if it's, you know, in their career, or if they're really out to like do something huge and literally go out and make a huge impact and change the world. And what I'd really like to know is from your perspective, you know, because you've talked about the changes that you've made in your life and, um, you know, in your wife's life, and I'm sure in many of your clients' life. And, you know, you talked about the energy and what was happening with you when you were the state trooper um, during your time there. And I would just like to know from your perspective, how does energy play into creating a successful business, a successful life, and even really great relationships? Well, you know, uh, you're a rocket scientist, so you understand chemistry, obviously. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Basically, we're all just energy. We're all just energy wrapped in a certain way to create a human life form. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, so, you know, no matter what your spiritual belief is, we're we're all just energetic beings, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I'll talk about it in terms of nutrition to start with. And, you know, most of us have been taught and even through my, you know, my master's degree in nutrition, we were taught what's called the energy balance model. 
which is mm-hmm. basically calories in versus calories out. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the, the basic principle is for people that don't know what that is, is basically the calories you eat, if you exercise and work enough of that off, then you maintain a healthy weight. And now, based on current research, we understand that that, that actually isn't true. Um, and so, you know, take it in terms of, in, in very simple terms of, Michelle, do you believe that eating 100 calories of broccoli would be similar to eating 100 calories of Coca-Cola? Uh, no. <laughs> no, right? I mean, it, you could ask a three-year-old that, and they would, they would intuitively know that the two things are not equal, contrary to what the Coca-Cola company would have you believe, right? So, right. you know, the, um, the FDA and the USDA um, would have us believe that it's all about calories, when in fact, it's really not about calories. Probably I eat close to 5,000 calories a day and I can still lose weight. Um, wow. If I, I want to learn that trick. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, there's tricks to how you do it, right? But what I think about is in terms of a race car, because that's something that people can relate to, whether you own a race car or not. Most of us don't. Uh, I know I don't. I drive a Subaru. Um, but when you're born, I, I think you're, you're the perfect machine. You're the perfect race car. You're perfectly tuned. You can go out and win all the races, right? But race cars need a couple things. They need fuel, and they need oil, right? Yeah, well, location. basically, food is fuel, or at least that's the way that I look, about, look at it. So if you take this perfectly tuned race car or this infant child, and you start feeding them subpar, dirty, uh, low-octane fuel or bad food, do you think that that race car is going to perform very well over time? No, not at all. I mean, I, I, I think about it in terms of like, okay, you have this race car that we know needs high-octane fuel and special additives mm-hmm. and lubricants and lots of tender, loving care, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we tried to go put some of the stuff that we just get at the run-of-the-mill gas station, like the lowest, like, what is it, 87 or something, octane i think it says on the pump and yeah, 85 in we, colorado yep oh wow and we don't do the other things to maintain it and make sure that we're always giving it that tender loving care like yeah it's not going to perform very well yeah so you know and we start this as, as a very early person um you know most kids start eating solid food somewhere in the in the neighborhood of six months um to a year depending on the breastfeeding schedule of the mother if they've done that or not um, hopefully they have, right? But yeah, uh, anyway, so, you know, you have this perfectly tuned race car and either you, you give it really high quality uh, fuel and it goes out and wins races or you give it low quality fuel and, it, you know, it's not going to win any races, but it might perform for a while. Eventually, it's going to start breaking down because the particulate in the fuel is going to start building up in the motor. Um and that's going to cause all kind of havoc with different parts of the, the vehicle. And ultimately, the vehicle is going to end up, you know, with a seized engine or ultimately it's going to break down. So as we get older and 
we continually eat poor quality food, this is where we're starting to see the chronic health issues that are cropping up in, in people as they age, like diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. That's a result of eating really poor quality fuel. Um, there's it. no other explanation for it. So and, I, and so I, I, I think about, you know, fuel is, uh, food is fuel. And, and that's how I sort of live my life. And that's one of the things I share with my clients. And, awesome. and they get a lot out of that as well. So just to reiterate what I'm hearing here, then food is fuel and the higher quality food that we can put into our bodies and the more we can do movement and exercise and other things, which is part of like maintaining our body, then the higher, more easy it's going to be for us to create success in any area of our life because we function more like that race car instead of like a broken down tow truck or some other car that's limping along on the side of the road or needing the tow truck. Yeah, you got it. Yep, that's right. So you're born a Ferrari, and depending on how you choose to eat, you can end up being a, a, a Pinto or you can continue being the Ferrari. And, it, oh. and, and so the empowerment uh, idea here is, is that the choice is really yours and in, in how you want to be. Okay, so awesome. So... We're going to be coming up here on a break in just a little bit. So anyway, I just wanted to, if you could share like literally in 30 seconds, like what do you feel are some of the effects that people are feeling other than maybe what you've said personally, professionally, or spiritually? Just name one key thing that you're seeing repeatedly with some of your clients. Um, Most people have a really negative relationship to food. Awesome. And that they're super addicted to it uh, because of what they're eating. All right. So we're going to be going to a break here. And so for our listeners out there, please stay tuned because after the break, Shane is going to be sharing some of the common ways we not only knowingly deplete our energy, but some simple strategies for it, that you can do so that you can make it so that it's not a problem for you anymore and that you can start to live that more empowered, fulfilled, and healthful life that's going to allow you to do the things you want to be doing. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. 
Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Mission to Millions with Michelle McCullough. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to radio at michellemcullar.com. Now, back to this week's show. Well, hello and welcome back to Mission to Millions. I'm your host, Michelle McCullar, and you're here with our guest, Shane Stavens. And we're talking about simple choices for living a healthy, vibrant life of boundless energy. So, Shane... You know, before the break, you were talking about that race car and being that Ferrari that we were all born Mm -hmm. as. And so, you know, now that we've kind of heard a little bit about your story and, you know, what got you down this path that you're on of helping others to, like, become that Ferrari again or continue to be that Ferrari if they're still managing um, to be that in that position, you know, at the point they're in in their life. Um, and we talked a little bit about why energy is important to our success, you know, most especially if you have those big dreams and expectations for your life. So at this point, I'd really uh, love it if you could tell us some about some of those other than maybe just eating and bad eating. You know, what are some of the common ways we unknowingly deplete our energy that winds up sabotaging our success? So... One of the other things that really depletes energy is working um, or doing stressful jobs. So I reference that in my own uh, personal journey. And stress has an unbelievable impact on your body and your energy. And it, it actually, stress in and of itself, even if you're eating well, can and will cause chronic inflammation and disease. And so that's probably the biggest thing that's impacting global energy, especially in North America where we're really hard driving and we spend long hours at work uh, Mm -hmm. pushing ourselves. You know, other places in the world, you know, they're more focused on vacation and taking time to, you know, have siestas and stuff throughout the day. Uh, We don't really believe in that. Hell, we don't even believe in maternity leave in a lot of cases. Uh, Oh, I mean, it's interesting. People time to rest throughout the day, you know. I mean, that's a foreign concept. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you say that because I recall when I traveled to Europe, it was an amazing eye-opener for me. And it was like the difference in the lifestyle and the seemingly quality of the lifestyle um, Mm -hmm. because they did. They they were so much more socialization and spending time with people and, you know, taking leisurely lunches and dinners. And yet they still seemed to have, you know, enough of what they needed. And they definitely didn't seem nearly as stressed as most of the people I meet here in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like, I mean, it really is like going into a whole other dimension sometimes. When, you know, when you visit foreign places, it you feel, you know, um, just 
it's awesome, you know, going somewhere else and seeing how they live life. And I like doing that and traveling and, you know, so yeah, stress is probably the biggest depleter of energy that's not related to food. And, you know, to go with stress is, I would say that sleep is probably Mm -hmm. the follow up to that. Uh, Globally, we don't get enough sleep. And here in the U.S., we don't do a very good job, particularly because we spend so much time looking at our blue screens to death um, mm. before we go to go to sleep. And the reason I say blue screen of death is, I mean, it's really a reference to uh, a, a Windows performance issue, but uh, the blue light that your screen and particularly your cell phone gives off at night has a significant impact on your sleep quality before you go to bed. And so even if you do fall asleep, you're not, you're not falling into as deep sleep as you, as you should be. So, mm-hmm. if, you know, if I can tell people one thing, it's like, don't look at screens for like an hour before you go to bed and you'll sleep better. And, um, you know, if you're not sleeping, you don't have as much energy, you know, to live throughout the day. So most people are functioning on somewhere in the neighborhood of four or five hours of sleep when in reality we know somewhere around seven-ish hours is about what we need, depending on which research you, you look at. So um, those are, you know, two of the biggest non-food-related energy drains. There's also relationships. If you're, if you're in a negative relationship, you know how energy draining that can be, right? Definitely. Um, you know, particularly in a relationship with a significant other. But it goes a lot deeper than just relationships with, you know, your partner, it's relationships in general. If, you know, if you're somebody that takes a lot of crap from people, you swallow all that. And that really has a negative impact on, on your energy. Or if you're an angry person, if you have a long commute to work every day and, you know, you're, you're stuck in traffic and you're irritated by the time you get to work and then, you know, you, you're at work and you have carry on that same, you know, uh, energy mode with the people at work, it, you're not going to succeed very well when you're at work because you're in a bad energetic mood, if that makes sense. Oh, it totally makes sense. I remember those days all too well in some of my past uh, <laughs> <laughs> careers. Um, so what I'm hearing you say is that in addition to food, and then I know you touched on the exercise as well, so lack of mm-hmm. movement or maintaining our strength in our body or some of the yep. key things that are depleting our energy and making it harder for us to live and create the lives that we want are mm-hmm. definitely stress high up there. Um, and maybe in a moment we can say just a little bit about core stressors that you're aware of. Um, but stress, okay. sleep, that blue screen of death or staring at our TV and phones and other stuff, like especially right up until we go to bed, but pretty much all day long. And then also relationships, especially those negative ones that might be happening mm-hmm. with our, you know, spouse or children, but even as much as um, those that we have in our careers. And Absolutely. so, yes, yeah, so that's quite a list. I mean, that covers almost every aspect of our life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, in reality, it, it does. Um, I mean, there's, there's parts that it doesn't cover, but, you know, again, energy is fluid and it's moving through us and around us all the time. And, uh, you know, 
I don't want to get too deep into it, but I believe in the, the string theory and, um, you know, our, our energy has an impact on everything around us and the people that we associate with. So if you're not having high energy, the people around you won't either, which just makes things worse. Oh, I can so relate to that too. And I'm sure most of our listeners can as well, if not all. Because I know my own self, like when I go into environments that have a, are around people that have a very low or very negative or angry energy, it takes a massive toll. And mm-hmm. you're just like, you may not recognize it at first, but like when you get out of that environment and you walk away, like you, there's a noticeable difference. It's almost like, you know, like I can breathe. Um Yeah. And, you know, I I think it's an important thing that you're bringing up here that we really need to spend more time focusing on how do we feel and how are things around us affecting us, not just what we eat. And so, you know, there's a theme here that I've been sensing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure that it's common among your clients. And so... Um, are these the types of things that you're seeing with your clients? Oh, definitely. You know, I, there's there's probably not a single person that I've ever worked with that's not stressed out, um, getting you know, and they're and they're getting perfect sleep, and you know, having some issues with relationships. And so, to me, food and exercise is definitely a function of life but when you're talking about energy you know the things that really impact your energy on a on a more grand scale are your career and your relationships uh your spirituality those are all Mm -hmm. things that have a significant impact you know on your energy and who you are and your happiness as a person and so you know most of the people that I'm working with have all of those things out of balance, or at least one of those things really out of balance. And, you know, I use food and nutrition and supplementation as a function of getting them to feel better physically so they can start feeling better spiritually and emotionally as well. Oh, wow. Got it. So sometimes food is the starting point, but it's definitely not the end point. Yeah. So, um, I look at it as an easy way in. Does that make sense? Um, If I can start making small changes and giving people small wins and making them start feel better, then they're going to be less resistant to me helping them with these other um, well-developed patterns that they've created in their life that aren't serving them. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Um I mean, I can think of a lot of patterns there. It could be our thought patterns. It could be our beliefs about God knows what. Um, just mm-hmm. about anything and everything. And, you know, there's one word that you that came up a couple times, and that was spirituality. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know that means different things to different people. But, you know, there was a really interesting resonance I felt when you said it. And it was like, wow, I can see how if you try to start there, Versus with something simple, like you said, with maybe changes in eating, that that could be a, maybe a potentially hard road to follow or, you know, because it's really going to get into maybe some of those thoughts and beliefs or people not even recognizing their own spirituality. 
Right. Yeah. And I mean, so everybody's idea of spirituality is a bit different. And I'm by, mm-hmm. by no means a spirituality guru. Um, right. But I, it's harder to relate to people on that level because now you're dealing with their core beliefs about themselves. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times these are very hidden things that they have that they don't have any awareness of themselves. It shows mm-hmm. up everywhere in their lives. Your beliefs create your behaviors. And that's everything you do is a behavior, right? And that's mm-hmm. all related to your beliefs about yourself and about the world and everything else. And so changing those things when people don't have an awareness that they're impacting them is hard. And so you have to start getting their vibrational energy up in another way to start dealing with that because they're not going to be open to it basically. So what I'd really love to hear from you now is totally excited here actually is Mm -hmm. how can we end that sabotage and radically increase our energy hopefully very quickly. So can you share like a couple of maybe two or three simple effective steps that that our listeners could take right now it would start to sure. really create that healthy and sustainable energy that they're looking for? Yes. So let me start with food because that's how I start with my clients. So that's the easiest thing. Um, and we'll start breaking through the walls and getting to the deeper parts. So basically, the, the first thing that's negatively impacting your energy or how to make it increase is really focus on cutting highly processed um, carbohydrate and sugar-dense foods out of your diet. Uh, This is the the thing that I really stress with my clients, and these foods are terrible for us on a number of levels. The the sugar causes a bunch of inflammation. The sugar is not just in the fact that it's sweetened, um, but it's also in the form of just regular carbohydrates. But on top of that, they're also adding a lot of preservatives, a lot of food additives and colorings, things like that, um, chemicals. And if you talk about wheat and how the food is processed, soy and corn and those types of things, is genetically modified products. They spray them with Roundup and other insecticides and herbicides. All that has an impact on our systems. And so if I can, you know, share one really simple thing is, Start cutting that stuff out of your diet. And my guideline is if it has more than five ingredients, typically I won't eat it. And I, I'm more in-depth about my reading of ingredient labels. And because of my education, I can kind of maneuver around that some. But for a very basic person, if it has five ingredients, it's probably not good for you. And so, yeah, cut things with more than five ingredients out of your diet and start cooking for yourself a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, that so it be, sounds like... Eat things that don't have more, you know, that when you go to the store, less than five ingredients or no more than cook more for yourself. And I assume that means that you're buying more real foods, like things that are fresh. Yep. So, you know, for me, the things that I focus on are, or and the other thing I would say to increase energy in in relation to food for people would be to start eating a ton more vegetables, particularly, um, the green leafy vegetables like kale and spinach and chard and that sort of thing. And there are all kinds of creative ways to cook those foods. And 
you know, I, I'll talk about that here once I get through the, the, the other part of this that I want to say is so on top of the green leafy vegetables is colorful vegetables like peppers and carrots and sweet potatoes and that sort of thing. So cool. really focus on the colorful things, not like potatoes. Um, you know, just regular old potatoes really have zero nutrition and any nutrition that they do have is all found in the skin, which most people don't eat. Um, if you look at some of the research in the United States, it shows that we actually do get uh, the recommended servings of vegetables every day, but it's specifically because of potatoes and has nothing to do with actually eating vegetables that are helping support our energy in any meaningful way. So we're going to be coming up on a break pretty quickly. So I just want to jump in and ask you, so with your clients and yourself who made these kind of changes that you're talking about, specifically here, food, and maybe after the break, we'll get into a couple of other things. But what are the type of changes that you're seeing in your own life, your client's life, you know, physically, mentally, et cetera? Um, So, you know, what are the transformation benefits and results that people can see from making these simple shifts? A simple one is I, me and my clients, uh, I look better. My skin is clear. I, I have glowing skin. Um, I don't have, uh, you know, dry skin on my arms and my head like I used to. So that's a big one. I feel good all the time. So my posture is different. Uh, when you stand up, you breathe better and you're more attractive to people. On top of that, I have gotten off of all of my medications, so uh, my cholesterol is normal. Um, I'm not on high blood pressure meds anymore. I don't take meds for ulcerative colitis. I haven't had a flare-up in a year and a half. And, and so I'm seeing similar results with my clients as well. On top of, you know, you're going to lose some weight. Um, and the programs that I do aren't specifically for weight loss, but they have the added benefit of doing that if you are overweight. Awesome. All right. So we need to go to a break now. So I would love for everyone. This is Michelle McCuller with Mission to Millions. You're listening to my guest, Shane Stevens. And after the break, Shane will be sharing and how you can get access to a free gift that is going to help you create a healthy, vibrant life of boundless energy. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter we're at Voice America TRN you'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN the Voice America Talk Radio Network we're on the cutting edge of social media can you keep up can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person think about that for a second almost everyone wants to be better but how does one go about doing that one thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the self-improvement show with dr irene conlin all real change comes from within 
but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to Mission to Millions with Michelle McCullough. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to radio at michellemcullar.com. Now, back to this week's show. Well, hello and welcome back to Mission to Millions Radio with Michelle McCullar and our guest, Shane Stavens, where we are talking about simple choices for living a healthy, vibrant life of boundless energy. Well, Shane, welcome back and... You know, at the break, we left off with some simple things that people could do, which was mostly around food, um, which I understand is the starting point for really increasing your energy. Um, I'm sure Mm -hmm. there's many more things that we can go into. But, you know, we're living in some pretty precarious times here where the state of our food supply and the health of the population around the world is reaching what seems to be a really crisis condition. And it's not just here, you know, locally in the U.S., it really is globally. Um, So I'd like to ask you, how do you feel our world would change if everyone practiced the health and wellness principles, you know, you've started sharing with us today? Wow. Um, I've never had anybody ask me that question in quite that way. Um, I mean, the world would be a totally transformed place. We'd all be happy, we'd all feel great all the time, we'd all be at a healthy weight, nobody would need health insurance. Well, that would be pretty powerful. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that would be very powerful, specifically, you know, with what's happening in the politics here in the United States right now. Um, You know, I mean, but in reality, that, I mean, that's a, that's a dream. It's, it's pie in the sky. Um, But I think that we have the opportunity to make things better. Definitely. Um, you know, it, what's really shocking is, is the direction that we're headed. Now, we're complaining about having really expensive health care now. And we have all this chronic disease that's making health care so expensive. Now, what's really shocking is that 45% of the adolescents in the United States are either diabetic or pre-diabetic. Oh, my God. That's like... They haven't even seen anything yet with the cost of our health care. Wait until these kids are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. If we think it's expensive now, 
it, I mean, it, it's not even going to be sustainable. That's the thing is the system we are on right now is not sustainable. Something needs to change with our food policy. Right. And so, I mean, our policy is related to a lot of things, big food, big pharma, farming, chemicals that we put on our food. There's a lot of things that need to change. Well, I'm sensing some real passion here. So I know, like, most of my guests are on a big mission in what they do. And I know a lot of the people that I work with in my own business, you know, my clients, they're all, like, on a big mission. You know, they have something powerful, something, a big impact that they'd like to make in the world. And I'm sensing that's also true for you. So yeah, um, can you just share, like, in a statement or two what that is? Yeah, so my mission in a nutshell is changing uh, food policy and big pharma at the governmental level here in the United States and North America so that healthcare can actually be affordable for everyone, which it can be. And if we have time, I'd like to share how that's possible. Do we have a, a, a minute to sh- for me to share that? Um. Yeah, I think we can take right about maybe 30, up to a minute maybe, yeah. Okay, perfect. So here it is, the quickest, easiest way to fix healthcare. We make cheap food, being soda, McDonald's hamburgers, chips, that sort of thing, the, the convenience foods that have little to no nutritional value. We make those expensive, and we make them expensive by putting a tax on them. So now your 20-ounce bottle of Coke, instead of costing a buck fifty, now costs 8 bucks. The $6.50 you have left over goes into the United States government program, where it then supplements health care for everybody. So you get it twofold. Now you have health care support from the people who are eating the worst food, supporting themselves by the tax that they're taxed on the food. And by and large, then, the other food that's available is the healthy vegetables, meats, fats, and things right now that are so expensive, people can't afford them. Um, They become available, and people start eating healthier, so they have less health issues. So the people that want to eat poorly, they're subsidizing their own health care, and the people that don't have the money are eating better and feeling better and living healthier lives. Wow, I can see a lot of parallels to other things where we tax gasoline, which helps us, you know, maintain and create roads and things of that sort, as well Absolutely. as there's also the side of it. If you're taxing higher for, you know, some of those things, they all come in plastic bottles and other types of containers that come from oil and other stuff that then, you know, would hopefully cut down on some of that because we've got environmental concerns that we're, you know, looking at. But I don't really want to get into the whole politics here because, you know, that's a whole other uh, can of worms and, you know, another yeah. whole episode on its own. But I really do appreciate your sharing because those are some incredibly – I haven't heard some of those ideas. So, I mean, that's really food for thought for not only, you know, us, but hopefully for our listeners and others to really – because we are really in a space where we need to make changes in our world so that we can have a healthier – not only personally healthier and more vibrant lives and energy to live, you know, better lives and do the things we want, but, you know, it's across the world and to save our world so that, you know, life goes on. Um, so 
based on what I heard you say, like, you know, one of the things, the outcome you would like to see from your mission is, you know, we change some of those things so that it starts making it where we choose to make changes, you know, because mm-hmm. it becomes sensible to buy the foods that are healthy for us versus those that aren't. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we have maybe a minute. I would like for you to go back to that a, a little bit before where you said you would, if we still had some time that you wanted to share. Um, can you go back and fill us in on what that was now? Uh, which, which part were you asking me about? Sorry. Oh, right. When we started back in, you wanted to share something. If we had some time, I just wanted to let you uh, come back and fill us in now. Oh, that's what uh, that, I, I got it out. That's what it was. It was just, um, basically make, uh, make cheap food expensive and expensive food cheap. And that will fix our healthcare. Um, <laughs> because, because the expensive food that we have now is the healthy stuff. And so if we make that cheap through a government subsidy program that we're using to actually make cheap food cheap, the current cheap food cheap, um, it's the food that makes us all unhealthy and sick. And so, you know, if we can take organic produce and things like that, give them a government subsidy, make them cheap, people are going to eat a lot healthier. And that's going to relieve a lot of stress on the healthcare system and make healthcare affordable for everybody. And the people that want to eat healthy are doing so at a cost to their own pocketbook. So, the, the I mean, in reality, every time you go to the store, folks, you're voting and you're voting for how food companies are deciding to make their food. You're seeing a lot more organic and a lot more gluten-free and a lot more healthy food items in stores than ever, because this is becoming an awareness for people. People are tired of paying for healthcare and being sick and it's going to take some time, but every time you spend a dollar, food companies are deciding which products they're going to make next. And so be conscious about how you spend because that determines what's going to be available for you in the future. Got it. So my guess is that your hope for our listeners, the takeaway would be that they would vote with their pocketbook and that they would make that choice so that we Mm -hmm. have the foods that we really need to be having as opposed to the ones that we all know are detrimental to our health. Absolutely. And to our and, environment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a super deep issue, and there's some food addiction stuff that comes into that, that you know, this whole piece. And, you know, it would be a, a, a good conversation to have at another time. But in, in, in basic terms, everybody can choose to feel better. You can choose it right now. You just would you say more about that? have to spend your money on the things that are going to make you feel better. Got it. So, we've talked about the one takeaway that you'd really like to have our listeners uh, walk away with, which is about the power of choice and choosing what they eat and how that's going to help them physically, uh, mentally, spiritually, which is going to help all aspects of their lives. And based on that number one principle um, that could immediately make 
I, it seems like it can immediately make a difference in not only their personal professional lives, but also the quality of life, you know, more widely across the world. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, just real briefly, drink more water. <laughs> <laughs> so say more. How is water going to help? How, does, how is dehydration um, hurting us? So it, it, on, it, real basically, I'll be very brief. Um, if, if food is the fuel for your race car, water is the lubricants and the oil for the motor. That's pretty clear. All right. And so, so 84, 84 ounces of water minimum, 96 would be better. Okay. Is that per person or is there a weight related yeah. thing on choosing? Yeah. No, per person. That's a pretty good standard. If you work outside or you sweat a lot, you might need more, but 84 is the minimum. 96 is better. Okay. So we've got eat better quality food. We've got drink more water and choose with your pocketbook. Is that pretty much sum exactly. it up? That sums All it right. up excellently. All right. And so Shane, how can our listeners find out more about you, your programs, your mission? Cool. Um, well, I've got an awesome free giveaway actually for your listeners today. Um, I'm super grateful for you all taking your time out of your day to hear about what I have to share. And so I created a, a cool little thing for you. This is a, a, a based on a program that I, I run with all of my clients that I've referenced a number of times throughout the program. And so what I'm giving you is called the Empowered Wellness Guide. And I'll say that again the Empowered Wellness Guide, and it's going to be totally free. So you can find it on the web at http colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com, so T-I-N-Y-U-R-L.com forward slash Empowered Wellness Guide, all one word. Well, awesome. So I hope our listeners will go and check that out and that they'll be interested in looking into more. And, you know, at some point, maybe I'll have you back and we'll dive deeper into that other topic because I know that is a big mission and I really do want to help people with their mission here. So you've been listening to Mission to Millions Radio with Michelle McCuller. And I'd like to thank my guest, Shane Stavens, for being with us here today. And next week, please join us where we're going to have my guest, Sonia Trejo. And we're going to be discussing simple strategies for breaking through burnout and or preventing burnout so that you can really start to make the difference you are here to make. Thank you for listening to Mission to Millions. Be sure to join Michelle McCuller for another edition of our show next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to see you right here next week.